1: Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by expressvpn.com slash ham and by manscape.com promo code ham and by ease and he's promo code ham and by seat geek promo code ham. Now to the segment. As somebody reminded me on Twitter on Sunday uh, afternoon, Sunday night, I said the Niners game was not a trap game on uh, the last podcast that, that, uh, that, that, proved to be wrong very quickly they uh now they got some injuries they're dealing with but that was a case of them not being quite up for that game do you agree with that
0: yeah I mean we were texting about it middle of the game it it had a sleepy vibe to it guy uh I I tried to get up for it I would imagine a lot of fans tried to get up for it it was hard you know is it a little of coming from the high of last week to this week but the game just felt bleh I mean 10-10 at half and it was just a blah half. Like it usually NFL football Sundays are exciting when you have a team that's eleven and fucking two. But man, I, I this was this was not a fun game to watch at all. I mean, it's just I, I, I kept thinking like, what are my takes? What are my opinions? I'm like, I don't have any, I don't really give a shit. But I'll be the first to admit, like, this is not a good game to lose. I got the box score pulled up. They gave up nineteen points in the fourth quarter. Like that's, that's not ideal. But as people keep texting me like, or tweeting at me, why aren't they doubling Julio? It's like, well, one, he's Julio. And two, you know, that that guy, Richard Sherman, you ever heard of him? Him being out, like that guy's pretty important. And did you notice Julio was lining up on the right side a lot? Because it's just a problem. The, The Niners missing Richard Sherman and their nickel corner just has massive, massive domino effects. And I think you felt him today. Like Julio, 13 of 134. Doesn't that feel like an NBA game where a guy scores 32 and you're like, I swear to God, <laughs> a guy scored 60. Right? Yeah. Does, doesn't it feel like 13 of 134, doesn't that feel like he's doing him an injustice? I feel like he was higher than that. If you, just, if you had to close my eyes, I couldn't pull out the box score, what do you think Julio had? I would have been like 18 for two and four touchdowns. <laughs> That's what it felt like. He was a beast. And nine
1: penalties drawn.
0: Yeah, he was just—he's just a man child, and their team, even missing Ridley and Sanus, long gone to the Patriots. It didn't really matter because Austin Hooper, for is like unique as he is, and he's a really good player. He had—he had 3 catches for twenty yards. You know, I guess it felt like he almost caught the game winner before Julio actually caught the game winner. But it was just—it was basically just Julio beating the shit out of them all. So he had no what- answer. Yeah, so... How I'll about him? Ex- really quick, him and yeah. George Kittle, same exact line.
1: 13-134. <laughs> wow. And Kittle you- was good. Kittle, Kittle by Kittle the Kittle dominated, guy. I, I should like, you're right. It's not that I watched the game and thought, these guys don't want to be here. I, I do think it's partly what you said, just like the high-high of what they'd been a part of the previous two weeks was pretty high. Um, and I don't want to make it totally about that when I think about what this game was about, I think partly it was a preview of just how difficult it is going to be for them if they don't get guys back on defense here in the next few weeks. Dan Quinn saving his job. Uh, yeah. You agree They're... with that, or do you think it's just like, you know what, this team with these guys, bigger game, they'll play better next week, no issue?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think for them to beat Seattle and for them to win playoff games, they need to have Richard Sherman and Kwaski Tard on the field. Like, they can win the Super Bowl without D. Ford. I do not think, if Richard Sherman is missing important games, I think it's safe to say the Niners would be in major trouble because of the domino effect it has on their defense. And as you'll see Richard on Twitter sometimes going back and forth with guys. Like, for a guy that's really matured and doesn't really talk a lot, he will occasionally not go Kevin Durant on Twitter, but if you go, well, Richard, you don't follow guys He'll educate like, bro, I don't leave because y- y- have you seen my defenses the last seven years? We've been ranked top five in scoring defense, six of the seven. This defense is built, and again, I don't pretend to be some scheme X's nose guy, but the defense works with him staying on the same side of the field, which clearly he's more comfortable with. It's just the setup of the defense. W- what, Regardless what it is, they are dramatically better, just like Seattle when he was young and healthy and the Niners this year when he's been healthy He's a game changer for them. Because worst case scenario, you notice what Richard doesn't do? He doesn't really give up big plays. He might give up some plays in front of him, but he'll always make the tackle. So there's no, there's no over-the-top threat. And what did Julio do today? Drew a penalty on a deep side. So- you know, he was just lined up over the right side. It felt like every time I looked at the, at the television. Because why wouldn't you do that? It changed their entire defense when Richard's out. Because for the most part, it's just Akello and Emmanuel Mosley playing on the other side. Now one of them has to play on Richard's side for the entire game. It's one thing like, right, Richard's had a couple stingers where it felt like, God, did Richard just tear his shoulder? And then he'd come back in like a play later like, oh, did Richard just tear his ACL? And then he'd shake it off and come back. This was the entire game, and you, I think you really felt it. And, and then when you factor in on top, the Niners were just a little lifeless. Yeah. They they just, I, I don't think uh, our, our guy Mozart got quite enough carries. You know, just... It's like, Kyle, keep feeding him the beast, man. What, what, I get you want to give Breda some love, but Breda had a, a stretch there in the second half where two fumbles in three plays. One went out of bounds, and then two plays well, later, one, he
1: fumbled. The, the one that went out of bounds, he looked like he almost got his his leg snapped in half. So it was one of those where he thought he was going to lose his leg, so he let go. I thought he wasn't getting up from that play. I,
0: I, I'm with you there. So you do allow for fumbles when a guy thinks his body's getting broken in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if yes,
1: yeah, if you if you think you're getting amputated, yeah. you can you can sc- scream and lose the football. And he was by the sideline, John. Situational awareness. <clears throat> Got lucky; just the tip of the ball hit the white because it yeah. was like whoa! But then he literally fumbled two plays later, guy. Okay? <laughs> like it. Yeah, he was laying on top of somebody. How long can a man be down without being down? You
0: now, know? in fairness, like Forward one of the Niners' second top. half touchdowns, right, came on a muff punt that Usechek almost scored on, and then yeah. was lucky Druelly. that he kind of yeah, Dwelly crushed him.
1: That's right. He, he started it, did it was yeah, I was did Usechek he just almost started
0: going to Sean a little. I was like, oh shit! But luckily, he's strong enough where he felt him and he immediately then what they score two plays later to him.
1: Yeah, to him. Yeah.
0: I can't blame you. You know, I guess your first reaction, you're like, I'm walking into the fucking end zone. <laughs> you know? It shows you in football, it's a little like war. You always got to have your head on a swivel, man. You never know who's behind
1: you on any of these plays. Well, did you It'll- see the, big, the wide open touchdown the Cowboys scored today when two Rams, DBs? It wasn't even a pick. Like they, I mean, they were passing in close proximity, but they, they just ran, ran into ran each other and just blew each other up. And then I think it was Michael Gallup. There was... Nobody within, thir- I mean, 40 yards of him. He was so open. I'll be honest, guy. I mean, we're recording
0: this Sunday night games going on. I have not seen one snap. Let me repeat, not one snap from that Rams-Cowboy uh, uh, game. Not one snap. I just knew the it, the score was huge. Just I was too busy just locking in to the oh, Bay Area boy. games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I realized I was like... I'd go like a five-minute stretch where I'm playing on Twitter and like, did I just miss a lot of shit? How about how about the onside kick from the Falcons where when Blandino's like, yeah, well, you're supposed to have five players on each side of the ball. The problem is they only had 10 players on the field. It's supposed to be more so to prevent teams from overloading a side that that rule exists, not really to prevent teams from only having four, but... If you have four on one side, it means the other side is overloaded, except for this team only had 10 guys on the field. So they got a penalty on an onside kick that they successfully executed
0: for doing something because they just kicked the onside kick straight away. It wasn't to a side. So they really right. weren't using it right. to their advantage. But it was they got fucked because a guy legitimately did not come out there.
1: Yeah, so you have to have five players on each side of the ball. They only had four. But it wasn't because they had six on the they other. They didn't go six and four
0: and the yeah, kicker.
1: Yeah, like, it's not about the five. It's about it, the other side. So it was just four, five, and one. Yeah, that's right. Because
0: <laughs> I started counting. I'm like,
1: what the hell's going on here?
0: That, that, that's where I, I leave this game, guy, where that got overturned, right, and they had to re-kick. I didn't feel like the Niners necessarily like, let this one slip away. Like I, They were getting yeah. just equally outplayed. I got to give the Falcons credit, like that onside kick, like that's just high-level shit. You were telling me, you heard
1: Dan Quinn mm-hmm. last week. High-level high level until they didn't have the number of players on the field.
0: But I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's that's part of the reason they're 5-9, and nine, right? And maybe not 500 is the little details. But I watched them and didn't think, like, this is just some slap operation. Like, they still got Matt and Julio making plays. And they're good enough to beat you. And they did. Like I, the the right team won this game. I, I right. thought.
1: Yeah, I, I. It felt to me too like the Niners got the lead and then thought, okay, the Falcons are done for the day, and they weren't. Right, and they weren't. Same thing happened to the Raiders. Because what was the, was the score twenty to ten at one point? No, uh, it was twenty to
0: nineteen because Robbie Gold, Robbie the Gold field missed. Goal. Yeah, that's right. I what, I don't even know what what was that. I, I think he got I never like, saw a replay of it. You, you know if I give you a pitching wedge and you just hit a terrible shot and you're trying to hit like a bump and runner and you just catch all ground and the ball just shanks to the left? That's what I felt like that kick was. He got ground before he even hit the ball. It wasn't those like, oh, was just I he missed exactly it. No, I, I, think like. he sh- I think he shanked it kind of. Or ch- maybe the better word's a chunk.
1: Chunked it, yeah. Chunked it. C- yeah. Got it off the hosel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was ugly.
1: Got it off the hosel. Uh So look, now it makes Saturday night is huge, right? They win that game. The Cardinals, the the uh, Seahawks play the Cardinals. Could the Cardinals beat the Seahawks? And then if they go into that game tied week seventeen, that game is for the one. That game is for the division. W- winner gets the division. Loser gets the the wild card.
0: Not just winner gets the division. If both teams win next week. For the Niners, that would be for the one seed because they got the tiebreaker over Green Bay over and Green New Bay. Orleans. Right. And I think Seattle, depending or- on what would happen in New Orleans, they would be the two seed. Right. So, like, it, it that game, if both teams win, has huge dominoes for the Packers. Because if the Packers win out and the Niners win this game, that they would go to the three seed. So they really rooting for Seattle, you know, to win this thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or, Yeah. I mean, it gets. I thought Lombardi tweet, and we were trying to figure this out before the game. Bottom line, the Niners have to win Saturday, and then it's for all the marble Sunday. If the Niners lose Saturday, it gets very, very complicated. Even he, like Stanford guy, I know you were trying to figure it out. We just can't. It just gets very, very complicated. So they did have a room. Like once they beat the Saints, they had margin for error. They could lose one of these last two games. Now they, they could lose two- them both they yeah. have to win you'd have to win one of the two and then you still control your own destiny on sunday on the road against seattle which would probably be sunday night football
1: would have to be sunday night football. would be one of the great sunday night football games of all time it would be big now it's not a winner take all all like the loser doesn't go home cuz they're both playoff teams
0: i think the niners clinched today right because the rams lost correct Shitty way to clinch when you lose, but just but, it's, but is. this
1: is football, John, and no one celebrates the clinch. You know, it's not baseball. There weren't going to be bottles, popping bottles anyway. That is true. So. <laughs> so the Niners clinched today, Seattle
0: clinched today, the Saints clinched today, and the Packers clinched today. And I think Minnesota, to me, guy, they feel like a clinch. I know they haven't officially clinched, but how is Minnesota not in at 10? I mean, who did they play the last two weeks? The Bears and the Packers.
1: Is that right? Bears and the Packers?
0: Yeah. This is a big big week for them at Minnesota hosting Green Bay. It's a fucking big game.
1: Yeah, I mean, so there's no reason they can still win their division.
0: Minnesota can.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the North. So basically the South set. Hell, the, the, the Eagles can still win the division.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Eagles and all th- – the Saints are in the other three divisions are i mean wide open between two teams each right right, but, but I, I just think we look at we look at Seattle, San Francisco, and Minnesota and Green Bay as legitimate teams, where I think when you say most of us look at the n f c East as like the second rate playoff team that just has to get in for,
1: yet they host a game, so yeah, for sure, I agree with you, I just wouldn't want to go, I just watch them and they like do I want to go there I don't want to go to philly well don't, don't you think that kind of sucks
0: for just the way the cookie crumbled this year for whoever doesn't win the NFC West. And I think right now, if you're a betting man, you'd have to lean San Francisco is going to be the five seed. Just because, like, do you have faith that they're going to win in Seattle? Because it's, it, to me, it's just hard to pick them to win that game, regardless of what happens next Saturday. Just given their history
1: there. Well, the other thing is, what happens if you... The other problem is, you can't lose this week... Let's see, is there a scenario if they'd have to lose both games to end up as the sixth seed? Because that yeah. would mean Minnesota won out. They'd still have the tiebreaker over Green Bay, right? So if Minnesota wins out, they're 12-4. and four.
0: If Green Bay wins out, but, They're 13-3, you know,
1: and three, so they, they would win that division. But, but if, they, let's
0: they, say, Green Bay loses this week but wins the final week, I think they play the Lions, they would be 12-4. and four. So they'd be twelve and four. Minnesota be twelve and four. If the Niners lose out, well, I guess this I'm already confused.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. I'm just. If the Niners were to lose out, they'd be eleven and five. Yeah. But if they end up at twelve and four,
0: you're saying you're saying the sixth seed is still possible for the Niners.
1: Well, I'm thinking it, I'm, it I'm doing the math in my head on the fly, and no, it, it's it dangerous is dangerous when it comes to these. But yeah,
0: if they if they lose out, and Minnesota were to win one more, depending on what the tiebreakers are,
1: yeah. And then you end up in New Orleans.
0: Yeah, th- there is not a lock that the Niners are even a five seed. Now, if they win in L.A., they're in good shape. They- they'll be the five seed because it's p- no
1: five seed has ever has a six seed ever been twelve and four.
0: Yeah, but it could. Well, I, take- go, but
1: I just always go back to the same to the Matt Castle year.
0: Yeah, but they were eleven and five and missed.
1: Right, they didn't which win means their somebody might have been twelve and. But that's what I'm saying. Somebody might. No, have been I think it, I think that. a team.
0: I think a team was 11 and five but they with got the
1: tiebreakers. Break. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like do you view Minnesota as a playoff team?
1: Yes. So you clear, view, like to you, me? There's
0: five playoff teams in the NFC. But wouldn't you say the six are set? We just don't know the NFC East winner. Right. Yes. So you view the playoffs as unofficially set, just not knowing w- where that game is going to be for the fourth five. Yeah, I mean, because... Well, we don't really know the order at all, but we know the six teams. We know the five teams and then the Cowboys slash Eagles, right? Yes. Because with the Rams getting their ass kicked today, they're done, the Bears are done. I think our five teams are established, and we basically have two games that just have enormous swing moments, right? This week, Packers on the road in Minnesota, and then week 17, Niners... At Seattle, those games are just.
1: Well, I guess my question would be: Do the Rams have a tiebreaker over the Vikings? Could they end up as that wild card?
0: But they would need the Vikings to lose out. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I yeah. That's a good question. I I don't know. There the might be a path that.
1: for them, but but that's not really what you're at. What you're asking, what you're asking is: Do I view the Vikings? The answer is yes. I think they're a playoff team, which means they don't lose to the Lions at the end of the year. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I think we've got five clear cut. You're saying the best case for the Rams,
0: they could win out and Minnesota could lose out, and then they'd have the same record.
1: Yeah, and I don't, have, I don't know what their tiebreakers are. Off and top, I think but.
0: that's probably why, officially, Minnesota didn't become a playoff team today, right? That I think if sense. Minnesota wins next week, they wouldn't clinch their division because they would have the same record as Minnesota, and I'm Green pretty Bell. sure they would have the same divisional record then, but, or no, they wouldn't. They would have two divisional losses. The Packers only have one. Because I don't think the Packers have watched the divisional game yet, have they? Uh, no. So, yeah, Green Bay is in pretty good position right now. Green Bay is in the driver's seat for that division. Who do they play Week 17? I'm pretty sure the Lions, who I don't know if you've noticed, but they're terrible.
1: Oh, so they play the Lions. Who do the Vikings play Week 17? The Bears?
0: The Vikings play the Bears, and the Packers play... The
1: Lions. Okay, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Well... So I don't see a scenario, like there is a scenario where the Niners could be one, five, or six. Is there really a scenario where the Packers don't win that division? It'd be surprising. Because they can lose to the Vikings, and as long as they win that last week, they'd win the division. Right? Because they'd split the head-to-head, but they'd have a better divisional record, and that means... Is that the third tiebreaker? Or is that The fourth
1: uh third tiebreaker is so it goes head-to-head divisional record uh common games is the third conference is the fourth you like it being this tight and kind of confusing yes i mean i don't like it being confusing it does make for some chaos though does not it yeah yeah i think it's it feels like
0: it's kind of cool not knowing like like we could see any a million different scenarios right
1: it's just fun. Some, You know, there are some years where Week 17 is irrelevant in the NFL, and I don't like that. Well, do
0: you think the Niners are going to be hosting a playoff game as we sit here today?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think they're good enough to. I think they can go beat Seattle. That's
0: not the question I asked. Do you think they are, though? Because I think we
1: all agree they're good enough to. If you were betting, man. Uh, I mean, I think they're better than Seattle, so... I guess it to me. I don't know if they're are they going to be healthy weeks healthy ish week seventeen. Well, they Stroman got, a, back, they, well, they, back. got a, they got a short week this week. That's not ideal, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're not. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know what they're going to look like. But think, I don't you think, you think they're less. Not of the, you think
0: less of the Rams now they just got their ass kicked? Like you look at that game differently.
1: I don't look at that game differently. No. Me neither.
0: Though I would say just looking at that final score, a little, I didn't expect it to quite look like whatever the final score was. What was the final score? Where's that game? Forty-four to twenty-one, but it was twenty-eight-seven. It was at one point in time, it was thirty-one to seven in the third quarter. Like they kicked the shit out of him That's crazy. That is wild. Do you know that Todd Gurley had eleven carries for twenty yards?
1: <laughs> I saw one golf pass that shocked Gurley, like scared him. Well, you know when you see something on the corner of your eye and it scares you. Yeah, it was not a. I saw no, Kevin
0: smooth. Kevin Clark, Simmons guy, had a great tweet. He's like, well, you know, on the bright side, this is when they were down 30 to 3. He's like, at least Jared Goff's cap number doesn't jump next year from <laughs> $10 million to $36 million. I saw that too. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I, I think sometimes you forget when a guy signs an extension, and this is true in the NBA I in mean, all sports, you just kind of think it's already kicked in. A lot of times, you do the extension. It doesn't kick in like a set year, which is usually not that given year. Like you're just like, oh yeah, Goff's already making like 30. No, he's making his rookie deal this year. It kicks in next year. You're like, what? Oh yeah, that guy Jalen Ramsey, he's going to need a new one too. So that when you just talk about flexibility, bright side, big picture, of the Niners have that over them. I would say big picture, regardless, like if the Niners... Get the five seed. Let's say they are one and done in the playoff. We're, that's a, would be pretty shitty, given how sweet their year was, right? You would go big picture. At least you're in a lot better position than your other two. Like the the Cardinals got issues clearly, and the Rams are just have crazy financial constraints. Like legitimately, we've done we've talked about the math before. Not even factoring in Jalen Ramsey's new deal, because that's, we don't know. And that technically probably wouldn't kick in until 2022, or I guess 21. They could be playing five players. If the salary cap next year, I think it's supposed to be like unofficially right around 200, like between 198 and like 201. I remember doing the math. They had the five players on their contract next year. Assuming J- Jalen plays on his fifth year option, was like $98 million for the five guys. And one of those guys is Gurley who doesn't really, you know, is kind of a weird player. So you're like, well, Aaron Donald and Jalen are worth it. Is Jared worth $36 million cap it?
1: (laughs) Well, the answer right now is no. No.
0: Now when you factor in 36, 200, you know, it's like 16.5% of your cap. Because I think 36, you feel like that's like 40% of your cap. Well, no, just you got to do a little math. It's not as big as it sounds, but it's still pretty big. I think it hurts when you think like, well, what's like Brady's hit? You're like, he makes a quarter of that? What the fuck? How does this doesn't even add up?
1: I also think quarterback, he doesn't have to be worth $36 million if he's worth $25 million, right? Yeah, then I would say th- that
0: that would be his knock is right now he's been closer to like 20 to 32 guy in a lot of games than he is like top 12 guy. You're yeah. right. You don't need to be. Like, we know we we're overpaying for
1: you. Court, yeah, just, that, as a that's where
0: I think you feel good about Jimmy is like, Jimmy today, I thought, was just kind of meh. And he had one pass to Kittle in the corner of the end zone that Kittle turned into, like, Rod Woodson, where that would have been a pick. It was just a kind of early season questionable Jimmy, vintage pass. But you can, like, live with it because Jimmy's good. Like, Jimmy's bad. You're like, oh, he played bad today. He's like played, like, a $10 million quarterback. Well, he's not a $35 million guy. He's a $24 million guy. So when he's good, you feel like you're robbing. You're like, well, we're getting this guy for cheap, you know? Right. So that's where I think it. it you can kind of live and die with the Jimmy experience because I thought overall day I'd say his worst game in in weeks. Now, relative, he'd just been playing really well, so of course it would be a down, you know, a downgrade. Right. He had just been playing at a really high level. And I thought the day was he was solid, but he had a couple of those passes where you're like holding your breath because you thought they were going to be picks. I just thought he was a little. He kind of represented what the team looked like. Just a little meh. Just let's just kind of get through it and hope to win. And this is where, when you hear the cliche coaches, and they're dead serious because they approach every game like the Super Bowl. They're like, any team can beat you. I'm telling you, because this is what happens. They like, do you know the do you know the 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 twelve guys that truly gave a fuck? were the coaches. <laughs> They're like, "We're telling you, try harder." <laughs> and you, you me on the couch like, oh, "It's just the Falcons. Every fan there is like, "Come on, they'll pick it up." Oh, the players are like, "Oh, it's no big deal." And then all of a sudden you lose.
1: But it but I will say it's always easier even for the coaches. Like, "I work just as hard." It's like, "Yeah, you did the same amount of hours that you always do. You just followed your process." There's a difference between that a fine difference, but a difference and really you, like there's only one group of people that has to play the game, so we can all talk like we're taking it just as seriously, taking it as seriously and actually fi- physically fighting. It's not I, I grinded just as much film, I did just as much game plan, but only one group of people has to physically physically fight in the same way, and that's a different animal. Right? Well, I saw th- there was a play early in the game when Beasley sacked Jimmy,
0: and Joe like sets to sets for the pass rush. And Beasley pretty easily just goes inside and destroys Jimmy. It's like, Joe, this guy's pretty fucking fast. You know, I'd keep an eye on this guy. And you can just be like, I don't know if they were all just the speed of everything. Were they half-assing at a practice? You know, just, it just looked like one of those games that, in fairness to the Niners, it happens to a lot of teams.
1: Well, it happens Once to you, every team.
0: It happens to literally every team. Even including some in college, it usually just they can kick it up at a half. The difference in the pros is... Sometimes flipping the switch,
1: well the talent levels are so much
0: closer in the pro. Yeah. Well, was there a better player than Julio Jones on the field today?
1: <laughs> well, I was well, it's just if you'd gone into the game, you would, you like would like said George Who's Kittle? The best. Yeah. But you said was well, he better than Julio? Like is his high end or could Julio be well, better? Well, here's what Julio today?
0: would tell George right now.
1: George, you
0: may be a 1st bat hall of famer. Hell, I'd argue just doing what you're doing the last 2 years, you're fucking headed in that direction. You get my vote. I'll be there clapping for you. But let me repeat that. I'll be there clapping for you because you see all those guys Montana, Irvin, Emmett, uh, you name them, LT. I'm gonna be sitting with them when you come into our home because I promise you this I am a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, that's they're not even an argument. Like, the conversation that was set probably two years ago. I'm just adding this shit. So, like, when Dan gets fired this year, you know who they ain't gonna blame? My ass because I fucking come to play every goddamn game and I've been doing it since about eighth grade before I was even the number one high school recruit and I was Big Sabin's first fish to land. And then I led them to a national championship and then I went to the combine and I ran a 4-4. Remember that? With a broken foot. And then I've gone in to make the fucking crazy trade that Belichick told Dmitrov not to make. Actually look like a genius for making that trade because you could argue 10 years later, it's like, would you have paid more for Julio? You know? He's been... I mean, yeah. So at the end of the day... And here's another one, though, guy. Like... Jimmy's not good enough where his average game is just going to outplay Matty Ice, right? Like I'm watching Matty Ice thinking like he's just having a normal Matt Ice game where he's not really throwing picks. He's not dominating, but he's good enough to beat anybody. And that's kind of what it felt like. It's like, well, if he's not going to throw his – because he can turn into Rivers and Eli, where it's just like he has those three pick games. You're like, Matt, what are you doing? And then he can have a game like today where he didn't turn the ball over, and that to me is where he can beat you. Because I think the year that he had with Kyle when he won the MVP, I have to Google it, but I think he threw like four or five picks. But he's had some years, like I, I would imagine this year, he's, I think we talked about it, he had 12 picks coming into the game. So it's like if he's not turning the ball over, he's just hes a tough guy to fuck with. You know? And I, I, I kind of felt that way today. I'm like, you guys better be careful. This guy is good enough where he's just going he gonna to get you. And he got him. In 2016 when he won the MVP, he was 38-7. But even last year, like, kind of an under-the-radar 35-7 and seven season, right? I, I I think he's gotten to the point now where he's almost the casual fan watching this as a Niner fan. Now, I'd say a lot of them play fantasy, so they know about him. But I feel like most people, when you just bring him up, you're like, oh, yeah, he's just an average guy now, right?
1: Yeah, I think he gets talked about like he's closer to Eli Manning than he actually is. That's what it feels like to me.
0: I think one million percent. I think he's talked about like he's just probably a mid just a middle of the road guy. Like just you know, he's like I'm trying I think he's like people think like Kirk Cousins and guys like that are just dramatically better. That's just not the case. Like Matt Ryan will kick your ass if you're not careful. I don't I don't want to act like he kicked their ass today cuz he didn't. But he definitely when he's not bad and even if he doesn't have his A game, like he can beat you like he did today. Because he literally beat them right down the field, right? With all a couple minutes left. What they have, one timeout. It's like bang, bang, boom, boom. And then even the – even the how about the couple touchdowns that were quote-unquote dropped, like the one to Hooper? Either his guy is catching it or it's going over. Like he ain't throwing like near picks or anything. Like he was pretty – that's what made me nervous on that drive where it's yeah. like I don't think he's missing really.
1: No, he's, he was giving everybody a chance.
0: <laughs> yeah, like this guy is pretty dialed. Except so for the
1: play before the Hooper play – where he kind of tried to escape, gets hit as he throws. Warner sees the back, like vacates the middle of the field to go towards the back, and the ball ends up floating right where Warner had been standing. But that was just the pass rush was about to get to him. That wasn't really that he made a bad throw.